Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. All right, cool. Well, we're all lying down. So go ahead, come onto your back and take Suptabhadakonasana or constructive rest, Shavasana, anything that makes you happy to be on your back and at ease with yourself. Close your eyes and soften your face. Let everything slow down. Step out of any conversation that was just going on into this beautiful free space where we don't have to have words. We don't have to have opinions or agendas. We have the physicality of being. And it's enough. Long, slow breath in. Long, slow breath out. Let that find a rhythm that's steady, consistent, pleasant, unforced. And you'll refine it as we move along. Practice the skill of smoothing things out, of being consistent, of applying ourselves to a practice without force. Around a breath here. Gently bring your knees in toward your chest. Give a good hug. Notice if your hips lift off the floor, it's cool if they do, it's cool if they don't. Then as you release your knees, let the hips settle down to the mat and go really level. So when we first set the hips down, they might be a little tilted, tailbone up. Find a place where you feel your sacrum is level. And for most of us to explore this, you might want to move your knees forward and back and feel what it's like to get you know, the, the tailbone really heavy, the lower of the sacrum really heavy. That's legs too far forward. The low back will generally arch up a little bit when we do that. Go slow with this. Then find what's centered. And then what's tailbone really light? And then what's back at center? And so there's a pleasant heaviness when we've got things level. Extend your legs straight up vertically. And we can do the same thing here. Just going to establish vertical where your sacrum feels level and pleasantly heavy. The uh, tailbone's not too heavy but it feels like you're grounding the lower rim of your sacrum. And take the legs a little too far forward. Pretty much nobody hangs out here because it's way too much abdominal work. Uh, but then bring the legs back to vertical and then let them float in. Let them float in a lot. Let the feet float in like they were just hovering above your face or your collarbones, right? No one really hangs out here either because it's obvious the legs aren't vertical. 
uh, then go back to what feels like it's vertical. Then just go like, just just play with like half an inch, an inch forward of that. Uh, for most of us, we'll find out, ooh, vertical isn't where I think it was. Was, was that kind of true? Like you're like, that was a little further forward than I thought it was. Uh, it's hard to tell, right? It's hard to see, but you can feel that lower rim of your sacrum being well-grounded. And then when you move your leg bones in a little bit, it'll get lighter and lighter as the legs uh, kind of tilt over the lower abdomen. Go back to just vertical. Like just find it, know it. Right? Bend your knees. Keep the knees over the hips so things stay vertical. Now you've got tabletop. Right? Tabletop, uh, we use the word table a lot in this practice. It's just using a lot of words. Here, referring to the shape of the legs, the shins being parallel to the floor. There's a lot of abdominal work going on here. If there's not, it's not tabletop. Slide the thigh bones forward until you feel it. When you feel it, you know it. And then bring the knees in toward your chest, and that should be a relief. Everyone, relief? Oh, good. Then you were doing it properly. Little rock side to side. Now, that tabletop positioning, we use it a lot, particularly we use it in belly twisting pose, um, some other things that we do with it. But it's easy to kind of get off track with it. It's easy for the knees to float in. Don't worry. If that happens to you, it happens. We're going to take a set, though, of belly twisting pose here where you really refine, just keeping that strong frame of tabletop. So bring the legs back out. And when we're here vertically, there's a lot of work going on. Uh, you can put a block between your knees. It can be very helpful here to hold the frame. The knees side to side in the belly twisting pose, just as we normally would. With your emphasis here being on keeping that strong frame of tabletop in the legs, every time you come back to center, you're establishing or reestablishing that work of the lower abdomen. Right. Do you have to? No. Uh, is it good to know where your body is in space? For sure. Right. So if it gets too taxing, right, a way to moderate this would be to bring your knees closer to you. Right. That would be making it less intense. Always an option. Right. The thing that we want as practitioners of yoga is to know when we're choosing an option. Know when you're choosing a little less, when you're choosing a little more. It is absolutely good some days to choose a little less. Less is more some days. Some days more is more. But always you actively paying attention and choosing is the best practice. Right? You're aware. You're making choices. Practice is intentional. And your mind is in it. And when we live in a world where our mind can be thousands of miles away from our body, ahead of our body, right behind, right, being right here in your body right, is a skill to practice. And we can do it by these sensations of work and our choice to moderate or amplify. Come on back to center. Pause. And if you've got the block, you're going to take it away. Release your feet to the mat. Walk them out wide. And for contrast, uh, windshield wiper twists. So with the, with the feet down, it's real gentle and just airy and light. Take your feet wide apart, letting that hip crease that was so strong in the belly twisting pose, letting that be really kind of 
extended. Front side of the hip is there's getting space as you move side to side. One more round through. And then come on back to center. We're going to bring knees together, hug them in toward your chest. Get a little rock side to side. And one knee in each hand. Let your hips level again. Find that line of the hips, the sacrum, where it feels level, it feels well-grounded, pleasantly heavy. The low back is not too arched, but it's not rounded either. The sacrum is heavy rather than the low back being heavy. You can take the hands away from this to get larger circles. That's great. One more round. Pause at center and catch your knees. Give them a good hug in. I'm going to take the soles of the feet to the floor. The knees come together. Constructive rest. Take your arms up in the air. You have uh, hands flexed like you're holding up the ceiling. Stand your fingers wide. And then reverse it. Go fingertips together. Pull the knuck or the uh, fingertips toward the inner edges of your wrists. Turn the hands in, bird beaks, and like birds are looking at each other. And then turn them away, the birds looking toward the sidewall. And then make some circles of the wrist. You can keep the fingers in bird beak. You can fan the hands out. And fanning your hands out with the fingers. Just, just let them become kind of wiggly. And then some finger flicks, right? So as fast as you can, as fast as you want to, just flick the fingers. So that's just extending the hands to those jazz hands and then curling the fingers. Just fast, 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 fast. And then fan again and just pause. Breathe here in. And as you breathe out, hug of the arms around the body. Right arm wraps underneath the left. Bring the elbows to point straight toward the ceiling, elbows in line with your shoulders. A little rock side to side here. So you're pulling one shoulder blade out from under you, then the other. Uh, shoulder blade action, rocking side to side. Then add the rib cage, rocking side to side. Hips stay level. And undo that. You know, unwind the arms, take them out to the sides. And go arms outstretched. You could go to goalposts. They're going to hover right above the floor. You can imagine those heavy sandbags on the elbows and the hands. And just holding up those heavy sandbags with sandbags are providing some delightful tension here to uh, stretch the front of the chest. Breath in. Breath out. Shoulder blades and back of your head level on the floor. Then other side hugging under left arm under right. Wrap the arms around and just pause for a moment. Deep hug energy. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Notice any sensations going on. Any response to that breath cycle or the hug energy. And then again, the shoulder blades out from underneath you. Rocking a little side to side through the movement of the shoulder blades. 
And then a little rocking side to side through movement of the rib cage. What I've been noticing is when we do floor stuff, we do a lot of openers for the lower body, but there's never any good floor openers for the upper body. So uh, we're, we're, we're trying new things. We're trying new things. Unwind this, reach for your back wall and uh, palms up sacrum flat to the floor. Do this, pull your abdominals in, really bring as much of your spine to the floor as you can as you reach the fingertips back. Lace your fingers, knuckles toward the back wall. Squeeze the arms in, press the knuckles back. Have a breath. And let it go slowly or release that. Bring your knees in toward your chest, nose to knees, and a little rock up and back to seated. When you get to seated, right leg crossed in front, we're going to lift up. You're going to hinge forward at your hips, fingertips to the floor. Move the rib cage side to side. So you're going to low back, side to side action, side bodies will feel it. And then kind of like you're seesawing your way down. You can keep moving toward the ground. Eventually, you get your forearms down, totally cool. If not, also totally cool. Next round through, come to center and let your head drop. Let your chin tuck in. If you can rest your head on your arms or the floor or a block, do it. Those of you with those cats out there, I'm sure you could rest your head on the cat. That's coming from a dog person. Um, dogs let you do that kind of stuff. It's like kind of aware that cats are different beasts. They might eat you for dinner. I don't know. Next, inhale and draw your heart forward. Come up to seated. Sit tall. We're going to take left hand to right knee. Simple twist. Right fingertips to the floor behind you or a block behind you. You can look over the back shoulder. You can look over the front shoulder. Nice thing to do when you do uh, front shoulder. Tilt your chin down toward your collarbones. A, it really looks like this like super yoga pose. but And it just looks so, so like incredibly graceful uh, in this little nod. But... For most of us, if you've got your fingertips uh, pressing the floor and back and you keep squeezing your right shoulder blade in toward your spine, there's a good release for the neck there. Now unwind this, come back to center, left hand out to the floor, right arm up, you know, side bend, taking your left elbow toward the floor as you reach the right arm up and over. Rotate your upper arm so that your palm faces down, so that the inner edge of your wrist faces down. Reach with the ring and pinky fingertip. Breath here. As you breathe out, draw into your abdominals. Come up to seated. Sit tall as you inhale, spine in, heart up. Now lean a little out of this and take the left ankle in front. Sit tall. And then fingertips to the mat and take a little side to side. And this is for the low back. And there's a psoas and quadratus lumborum muscles that... Do the lateral flexion of the spine, the close ones, the ones that are deep. It's a dynamic movement there. Not so much a stretch, but getting everything loose and warm and 
because those muscles work for stability, whether we're standing or sitting or riding a bike, taking some time to move around to let them do their their other action, which is this side to side. It wakes everything up there. It's a good one if you've been sitting at a desk or in a car to just move, not to try to drop into a stretch, but to dynamically move. Come on back to center and let yourself fold into it as deeply as as feels good right now. Like go for feel good right now. Breathe in, breathe out. Chin tuck up and in as you drop your head heavy. On an inhale, you're going to walk up to your hands, sit tall, anchor into your sitting bones, lift up to the tips of your ears, back of your head. We're going to take the right hand to the left knee, left hand behind on fingertips, floor block, left shoulder blade pulls toward the spine. You're going to look over your front shoulder if you like. You could look over either one. But if you look at the front shoulder and you tuck the chin in, and you're pressing knee to hand, hand to knee. Back fingertips pressing into the mat. Pull the shoulder blade toward the spine. Breathe in and breathe out. On your inhale, unwind, come on back to center. Sit tall, right arm out to the side, left arm up, side bend, take the right elbow toward the floor, leg it heavy. The left arm reaches up and over, you're spinning the inside of the wrist, the palm toward the mat. Reach the ring and pinky fingertip as you press the left thigh down. On an inhale, come on up to seated. Take a moment, sit tall. Have a breath. Notice your body's response to the breath. Then exhale, slowly make your way down. Hips and then lumbar spine, lowest rib, as many ribs as you got, arms at your sides. Inhale your way up to bridge. Go right to it. Don't think about it. Don't do extra stuff. Just Right to it, any variation of bridge that you need for your shoulders, your low back, you, you know, press your feet down, press your arms down, press the back of your head down. Breathe here. And then slowly release down. Pause where you land. Feel where you've landed. Feel your feet, what's going on. 
Feel your hips, your rib cage, the back of your head, your lumbar spine and your neck. Could you get space anywhere? Could you lift your rib cage, lift your head, align more comfortably or more advantageously? Then extend your arms up towards the ceiling. We'll go at those uh, stop sign hands again. Fan fingers. Bend your elbows and plant your hands beside your ears. This is the same thing that we worked with in the table pose where your hands down with your thumb and first finger knuckle, that L shape of the palm, grounded. If your hands are too close to your ears, uh, too close in, the fingers might not go down. Walk them out wide. If you're, uh, if you need to rotate your hands, that's true for a lot of us, we'll need to rotate the hands in or out to get that L shape planted. But get it planted however you need to arrange your hands. Then hands press down, elbows hug in. That's all we're doing. And you just notice, is there any stress? Are there stress points in this? Is there pain? If there's pain, stop. Are there stress points? Acknowledge them. And then release that. Bring your hands to your center line. Pause here. Breathe. So it's not uncommon to have stress points in that positioning. And you just have to weigh up, like, was it the uh, like, uh, a useful stress of, well, I'm kind of tight and my chest muscles felt kind of tight or my triceps felt kind of tight? Uh, or is it bad stress? Like, it's in my joints, my wrist, my elbow, my shoulder joint itself, like in there. Right? If it's an in there feeling, you don't need that position in your life. Get out of it. Arms by your sides. If it was the, uh, the stress point of my triceps, my muscles feel tight, right? go ahead, put your hands back there. If you had no stress points at all, good for you. You don't win anything, but put, put your hands back there. You're either going to bridge half wheel or wheel, being smart about what, what the stress points or pain we're doing for you. Right? And uh, go with no stress, go with no force. Bridge, wheel, half wheel, breathe for five. When you exhale, make your way slowly down. Let's take Subtabhadda Kanasana, soles of the feet together, knees out to the sides. If that is uncomfortable for you and for any reason, uh, constructive rest or choose a pose that works. Note your body's response. And you're noting from that place where you don't have to have a judgment or an opinion. We're just seeing. And bring knees together and in toward the chest. Give them a good hug in, a little, little rock side to side. As you're rocking side to side, acknowledge notice parts of your, your sacrum or your low back or your hips are you rocking across. What's making contact with the ground? What's making contact with the ground heavily? And what's light? There are no right answers. But there's you being aware 
present to what you're doing. Back to center, you're going to cross your right ankle bone to the outside of the left knee. Very clearly, you get your ankle bone all the way over there, outside the knee. Left leg's hugging the right shin in. Then undo that and switch sides. Take other leg, ankle bone outside the knee. Use the outer leg to hug the inner leg in. You're going to undo that, make circles of the legs around to do the right side again. Left leg hugs the right shin in. And then you unwind it, right leg hugs the left shin in. Moving back and forth here. Let it open up, but get as wide in those circles as you can without force. Again, going for dynamic activation rather than an intense stretch. Right? We will stretch, but more importantly to our cause and the, uh, the 21st century bodies we all have. Get some big mobility in there. Next time you come around to the right, we're going to add a little twist. Let things rock first to the right. And back to center. Hips level. Feel for that level. Then to the other side. Whether rocking to the left where the sole of the right foot can touch down. Then back at center. Unwind, rewind, other side. Hugging the legs in. And then rock over to the left. Move back to center across level sacrum. Then over to the right side. Maybe the left foot touches the floor. Maybe it doesn't. Come on back to center. Unwind. Other side, and go for it. Little rock over to the right. Coming back through center, level sacrum. Tapping down to the left. Bring it back. Undo it. Switch sides. Undo it back at center. We'll hug knees in. We'll pause. Breath in. And breath out. And take the sole of your left foot to the floor. Extend your right leg up straight. Go for vertical. And straighten it. And then draw it. In, keep it as straight as you can. You catch with your hands around the hamstring. You can use a strap if you like. Straighten the right leg just as straight as it can go. Sacrum level on the floor. Everything feels good in your low back. You could extend the left leg out long. Breathe here. Turn your heel in, toes out. Keep the legs straight. You might draw it closer toward you. You might draw it a little across your center line. Most importantly, keep it straight. Keep the heel in, toes out. Mm -hmm. 
undo it. Take the leg out to the side. Keep your left side heavy, left side of the hip grounded. Breathe in. Breathe out. And bend the knee, bring it across the body into a twist. Right arm can go like a wing or a cactus arm. Breathe here. Your jaw soften, the muscles of your face let go. As the muscles of your face relax, you feel the skin of your face relax. It soften, no lines. And on an inhale. Undo it, come on back to center. Sole the right foot to the floor, extend your left leg first, go for vertical. Just feel what that is. It's not easy to feel and get to it vertical and straight with a straight knee, with level hips. Then left leg coming in on its own as far as it's going to go, straight. You might catch the leg. If when you catch it, you have to bend your knee. Uh, then ease up on the catch or let it go completely. Keep the leg straight, press out through your heel. Breathe and comb through anything that's stuck, anything that's rough. Smooth it out by smoothing the quality of your breath. So breath isn't actually going to get in there. You're going to slow the quality of your breath down into steady rhythm. There's no grasping for the inhale. There's no pushing on the exhale. Those things heighten our nervous system response. Looking for those smooth, calm, thin, ribbon-like breaths. One of the ways we can work with the vagus nerve is parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system responses. Get your breathing dialed in, steady rhythm. Turn your heel in, toes out. Squeeze the leg tightly. Leg might pass over the center line. It might not. You're going to keep your left hip heavy. Well, just enough that you feel this is a good stretch in the outer left hip. Release that, let the leg move out to the side into a straddle. The right leg can stay, can move out into a uh, butterfly if that's helpful, but keep your right hip heavy. Keep your left leg as straight as you can without force. There's a good chance throughout the course of this, the knee will want to bend. Your knee is smart. It's trying to get your leg off the hook. Your brain can be more intentional than that. Bend your left knee, bring it across you into a twist and breathe.
One next inhale, unwind, come on back to center. Hug your knees in. Any finishing postures or stretches that you like. And make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. When you feel ready to move again, you start with deepening your breath. Let it move through your body like a light. Move the breath out as if it could awaken your arms and legs, hands and feet. Spread your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side, tuck in. Make your way up to seated when you're ready. Take a moment to arrive and arrange yourself well. Bring our hands together at heart center. And then thumbs to forehead center. Great work, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Well then, super stuff. See you soon. Have a great night. Bye. See ya.